Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. Let's get started. We clap. That's how we time it. So then we have our podcast. I know a lot of you listen to our Wrestling Mindset podcast. So we make sure we have the time down with them. Um, that's all in sync. Okay, so for those of you that don't know me, I'm Gene Zanetti from Wrestling Mindset. My brother Jeff and I, we started this program, which now we've branched out to all different sports, a sports-specific psychology program. So a little bit of my background. I have two master's degrees, one in exercise science and sports psychology. One in clinical psychology, I was a school psychologist, and we worked with some of the top teams and some of the top athletes in the country. We worked with the Olympic team. They're going over to Budapest coming up, so they're getting, ready to, they're getting ready to have at it. We're currently working with them right now, as well as, like we said, some of the top youth programs right through college. And as far as the wrestlers are concerned, I wasn't in your shoes too long ago. So I wrestled in New Jersey. Both my younger brothers and I, we all took top three in the state. We all wrestled in college. We were nationally ranked all Ivy League wrestlers. Jeff and I went to the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Greg was ranked um, as high as sixth in the country. He wrestled at Rutgers. He's actually now studying to be a priest. He's in Rome. He's got another three years to go. So, um, and, and he's still an absolute monster. I mean, his legs are still huge. You know, just loves the Lord, loves working out. So it's a great thing. I'm real honored and blessed to be here sharing some of this great information with you. Coaches, I'm sitting, I wasn't sitting in your shoes too long ago either. I coached over at Springfield College while I was doing my master's degree, and we found that a lot of these athletes, they struggle with the same kind of things, the same kind of mindset red flags that we call them, choking, underperforming, giving good opponents too much respect, right? Once we know who the athlete is, we start putting them on a pedestal, and then we wrestle a lot worse. We see practice room wrestlers, and the same thing with school. Like I brought up before, we have an academic mindset curriculum too. That's why there's a box there to check for these free one-on-one trials that if any of the athletes are struggling academically, we could help them with that. Test-taking anxiety as a school psychologist, I know what it's like. These athletes do real well on the practice SATs, and then they get into that situation where there it is, all the marbles, and this is going to determine what college you go to. And, and then we see it also with college athletes when they go on job interviews, right? You have these athletes that have been preparing their whole lives um, athletically but then all of a sudden they have three adults sitting right in front of their face saying, why should I hire you? You have no experience. These other people have 10 years of experience. 
you don't have internships, why should I hire you? Hopefully you do have an internship experience. <laughs> but we're constantly stressing that with our athletes. So number one is that wrestling has to be a vehicle to improve you for life. That's really key. And I think a lot of athletes fall for that mistake. And that was me also sitting in your shoes. It was all about wanting to be a state champ in high school. And then in college, all about wanting to be a national champ. And then sometimes we don't think about our career. So we want to be applying all these lessons to wrestling, to school, and to life. If all you get out of this is being a national champ, I honestly feel like we failed you. So we want to make sure that this is something we're, we're always taking with us. And a lot of these coaches now that we see, some of the top coaches in the country, yes, physical skills, they got them. But why they're successful is more because of the mind. You ask any great athlete, and that's why usually the first question I open up with athletes, parents, or any group, what percentage of rent wrestling is mental and what percentage is physical? Call it out. What do you think? Some of you have heard me say this before. What do you think? Well, it's got to be a little physical. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to want, you know, don't just, just make me feel good. What do you say? What would you say? What do you think? 90% mental? A lot of people, some people saying 50-50. We'll never know exactly. I'm a scientific-minded person. We'll never know for sure how much mental it is and how physical it is. But what we do know is that it's very mental. Let's say it's 50% mental or higher. Now ask yourself, how much time are you training physically versus mentally? Our athletes in the back, how much time are you training physically versus mentally? Percentage-wise. Go ahead, you can just call it out. We're not in school. 90-10 what? Physical. Right, and I was the same as you. I was in your shoes. I know what it's like. And what would happen is a lot of times coaches would tell us, well, we, we're struggling with confidence. I was a real big practice room wrestler in high school, and the coaches would say, well, you need to be more confident. Okay, well, how do I be, become more confident? And they would say, just believe in yourself. Right, well, how do I believe in myself? Just be more confident. And, and the wheels on the bus go round and round. My brother's daughter, my niece, my goddaughter, she loves that song. But yeah, so she's four. But in any event, uh, it's circular reasoning. Same thing with relaxing under pressure. How many people, they wrestle real well in practice, then they get to those big matches, they take those big tests. A lot of times, some of you reading in class, having to give a group presentation, it's difficult, right? We choke, we underperform. So if we're, not, if we're not working on those directly, relaxing under pressure, okay, coach, how do I relax under pressure? And they say, well, just be calm. And how do I be calm? Just relax. And it just keeps circling back and forth. Whereas any almost any coach could tell you, if you want to work on your single leg, these are the drills you have to do. This is how many times you have to do it. Same thing with, with, with weightlifting. If we need to get stronger legs or stronger arms, let's say stronger legs, what are some exercises I could do in the back? Leg lift, what is it? Squats. Leg presses, someone said. Deadlifts, someone said leg extensions. So you could tell me real quick what I could do to get stronger legs. And you could tell me what to do to, to, get better, to get better technique. If I wanted to work on my stand-up, how am I supposed to drill? How many times am I supposed to do it? But when it comes to our mindset, it becomes very theoretical and philosophical. And that's the exact reason why we started Wrestling Mindset 10 years ago, because we realized, and I'm a big believer in sports psychology, I'm a school psychologist, but a lot of times it's, it's a little too airy, a little too philosophical and theoretical. Our whole program is very specific to wrestlers and it's a language that you could easily understand. It's very down to earth. And then when we expand it to other programs, I know some of your other kids maybe play soccer or volleyball or tennis. We have those specific programs also. That's specific to those sports. But little changes in our mindset go a long way. If a wrestler could please volunteer, come to the front of the room. Just run.
Thank you. There it is, my man in the back. All right, give him a round of applause. How many, just show hands, how many people saw me do the stick trick before? Couple, okay, here we go. So what I want my man to do right here, try to balance this right on your finger. And I want you to look right down on your finger. One, one finger, though, only. Ooh, a little tough. Okay, bring it back. Okay, okay, here we go. Let's do it again. Let's try it again. Look right down there at your finger. A little difficult. Don't hit me. Okay, now, I intentionally misled my man down here. And some of you, I could see, you already picked up on what I did there. What did I do? I told him to look down. Now, watch what happens when he looks at the top. Aha! All right, give him a hand. Very good, thank you. Now, oh, come on back, come on back. You weren't dismissed. <laughs> no, you're good. So we could all agree right here in those 10 seconds, my man didn't get stronger, smarter, or better looking, right? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe better looking. Hey, you were already good to go. So <laughs> he didn't get any stronger, smarter, or better looking, but what happened is he changed his focus. And little shifts in our focus go a very long way. Good, now you could have a seat. Thank you. All right, yeah, give him a hand. So a small shift in our focus could go a long way. So we try to do is we try to give you, to help you become aware of some of those bear traps that we got caught up in. So simple things we could do, very practical tips that the parents and the coaches could start applying right away to automatically make you a better wrestler. Number one is stop paying attention to records, ranking, rankings, seedings, and predictions. Now I was exhibit A, I'm a very big hypocrite right now. I'm a fraud. Because when I was younger, I was the poster boy for this. I was all over the forum, and this is before Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. And I would come home, and my dad would tell me, ooh, this guy beat this person. And we'd play these mental gymnastics. I beat this kid 8-2, to two, and he lost to him 7-3, so it's probably going to be a close match. Who's guilty of that? Say aye. A little more than that, buddy. A little bit more, little bit, little bit more than that. And I know parents are guilty of it too. And I was like that with my brothers also. So again, I'm the oldest of two younger brothers. Both of them were state finalists. And before one of my brother's state finals matches, it's embarrassing even talking about it, but it's important to do it because we all learned something. Before his state finals match, I planned this whole speech of what exactly I was going to say to him. You know, you watch these sports movies like Any Given Sunday or um, Miracle, and you think, okay, I have, a, I have a speech planned, we're gonna tell the athletes this, and then they're gonna go out there and win. And then I think I'm, I tightened him up a little bit. He came out too nervous. And that's why we don't wanna give pep talks. Pep talks are more Hollywood. You could either be a spectator or a participant. And we're all very good in our society at being spectators. So back when I wrestled at the University of Pennsylvania, Zeke Jones was our coach, who was a world champion, Olympic silver medalist. And Wrestling at, wrestling at, uh, it, was, yeah, it was at Arizona State. And what happened? Iowa and Oklahoma State were the number one and number two teams in the country at the time. So we had to buy that round as Penn. And I don't know why, I guess they just mixed it up. Well, so we wanted to watch o uh, Oklahoma State and Iowa wrestle because we were, we were trying to be fans. And our coach, Zeke, he, would, he told us, he said, men, we're not spectators here, we're participants. We're going in the back room to recover. And we were mad because we wanted to watch the top teams in the country wrestle. But our coach knew you could either be a spectator or you could be a participant. You can't be both. So if you're going to be a participant, you got to stop thinking like a spectator. LeBron James, okay, I know we might not be basketball players, but we could take a lesson from him. In the postseason, he does what's called a blackout. He doesn't go on any social media. He stays off of his phone, so he doesn't get any extra information in his head. 
So simple things we could do have a big difference. Stop focusing on records and rankings. The teams that we work with, when we see they have them posted up on the walls, we make them tear it down. I will bring in newspapers with records and with box scores so the kids could get up in front of the room, crumble it up, and throw it in the newspaper to prove to themselves that that's garbage. You might be wrestling someone who's ranked third in the state. Does that change your number one takedown? Does that change what you're going to do if he gets an high crotch? Right. So we don't need to know those kind of things. Also, another, maybe it sounds like out of order, but like random tip, but something you could do to automatically improve your performance. When you're wrestling, when practice, what do you normally do before you go live? Drill, right? Okay, so every day, how many days a week are you practicing in season? What's it, five, six days a week? Okay, so every day your pattern is drill, then go live. Drill, then go live. So what do you think you should do before a match, before you go live? Drill. But how many of us do that? Very few, right? We have a warm-up that might happen an hour before the match, but then when the competition actually comes, we bounce around a little bit. Maybe we do some sprints back and forth, some jump rope. It feels very different than practice. Who knows what I'm talking about? Say aye. All right, so a simple thing you could do when you're on deck or on double deck, or some of you call that being in the hole, uh, you should be drilling. Drill with someone so it feels like practice. You want to make matches similar to practice and practices similar to a match. Also, a lot of times before matches, we get real nervous because we start treating it very differently. So we ask athletes, again, tens and thousands of wrestlers, it's not just me, we have 70 mindset coaches around the country, and we ask all athletes, when do they wrestle their best? When do they wrestle their worst? Middle school, high school, and even at the college level, most athletes wrestle their best when they're going against someone that's out of state. Why do you think they're wrestling their best when they're wrestling someone out of state? Because they don't know who the person is and because they don't care who the person is. And that's exactly the kind of attitude we want to carry into a match. And it's the same thing. When we ask them about their best and worst performances, in their best matches, they just tell, in practice a lot of times, they tell themselves, this doesn't matter, just be aggressive, try new moves, this doesn't mean anything, right? Things like that in practice. We're trying to beat our opponent in practice, but we're not making it into a big deal. Then in matches, we tell ourselves the exact opposite. This is it, now or never, do or die, make it or break it, there is no tomorrow. I used to do that. The music I used to listen to, in practice it was more like fun music, easier, like 80s music, dance music, then practices come on, I got Ozzy Osbourne on, I got Biggie and Tupac and Rocky and that kind of music, and it was firing me up. And what we need to do sometimes is listen to easier music to keep us calm and relaxed. That's an important thing. So that's another simple point you could do before your matches. Be careful the music you're listening to, right? Next, in between rounds at a tournament, it's a long day. Your intensity level is peaks and valleys. Do we have cell phones here? A lot of wrestlers, you have your phones? Okay, well, if you look at your battery life, you only have so much battery life on your phone. What if I told you it's the same thing with your own personal energy level? Same thing. You only have so much physical, mental, and emotional energy. And if you use it up, you're not going to have it out there on the mat. So it's very important that you preserve your energy throughout a long tournament. So if you're out there, you don't want to be in the arena the whole time. You want to get away from everything sometimes. Go into the cafeteria. Get away from all the, all the, the crowd, the intensity. Have something, to do, have something that you're doing throughout the day to take your mind off the sport. Rest. So important because then what happens is your battery life starts going up and then you're ready to do your warm-up, your pre-match routine, and then finally go out there and wrestle. But it's not going to happen if you're depleted of energy. You follow me what I'm saying there? So make sure throughout the tournament 
You're not staying intense the whole time. It's peaks and valleys with your energy. You have to recover, recovering physically, mentally, and emotionally. If you look at the guys at the international level in between rounds, they're massaging their arms, they're massaging their legs. They'll bring the stick, the ferricane, a lacrosse ball. So that's physically relaxing them. Mentally, they're listening to easier music. In college, I changed. In college, instead of listening to all the Rocky and rap and the hard, and the hard rock, I started listening to things that made me smile and laugh. I would listen to um, 80s music, or I, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Staying Alive. I wanted to make myself smile and laugh and loosen up. And then lo and behold, you start wrestling better because you're not taking yourself so serious. It doesn't become a life or death matter. What if I was to tell you it was the same thing in the classroom? As a school psychologist, it was the same reason why people were getting too nervous before tests. They started making it into a big deal. So little changes in your focus have big changes in your outcome. And then finally, one of the common lessons we talk about is the predator-prey mindset, as we were talking about with some of the coaches back here. We talk about there's two different types of animals, predator and prey, and we all know what we want to be in the mat, a predator. So how do we know the difference between a predator and prey just by looking at them? Who could tell me? Who's heard it before? Their eyes. Predator animals, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, just shout it out if you know it. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Their eyes are on the front of their head. Eyes on the front like to hunt. Say it. That was weak. Let's hear it again. There we go. You know what we do with all the teams that we work with, actually? They stand up before every single practice, before and after every practice, and then they do this before and after their lips also. They go through the four mindset principles. So now what it is, it's just like how they would do in like a martial arts dojo or military, you're saying what you believe. You're building that camaraderie as a team and getting those mental reps. And they say, I'm thankful for the opportunity to wrestle. I'm aggressive and relentless. I have no fear of losing or making mistakes and I never ever give up. And what that does, it's mental reps. Just like you drill many times, you get technical reps. Just like you do your um, physical reps, weightlifting, you have to get mental reps in too. And we had two guys win NCAA championships the past two years, after they won the NCAAs, now they put a microphone in your face and you have to speak in front of a few thousand people. I'd, I'd much rather wrestle in front of a thousand people than speak in front of them, maybe in the past, <laughs> right? You get used to it. But we had two guys, one of them who was the most outstanding wrestler of the NCAA tournament, in his interview, he said, I have no fear of losing or making mistakes. And another wrestler said he was just thankful for the opportunity to wrestle. So it's, once you have that drilled into your head, you have those mental reps, you become a much more effective wrestler. And how is it any different in school, right? You're, as the wrestlers, we wanna drill that message into you. You're not just aggressive in wrestling, you're, you're aggressive in school also. You're sitting in the front row of class. You're asking questions. You don't wait for your parents to ask you for a tutor. You ask your parents for the tutor. Colleges, we're telling our college athletes all the time, you have a writing center there, use it. Locate the writing center. When I wrote my thesis, and my thesis was about um, wrestlers, anxiety and perfectionism. Wrestlers that were more perfectionistic, got more nervous, they did worse. So perfectionism is an enemy. I never like to say we're perfecting our technique. We're cleaning up our technique. It's about mastery, not perfection. Jordan Burroughs is not a perfect wrestler. Kale Sanderson is not a perfect wrestler. Neither is Kyle Snyder, but they are masters. So forget about perfection. But when I was doing my master's thesis, I sat down with a freshman student to talk about a humbling experience. I'm a fifth, sixth year college person um, with a freshman, English major, going through my paper. You have to be aggressive like that. Next, we talk about the prey mindset. Prey animals, squirrels, chipmunks, rabbits, their eyes are on the side of their head. Eyes on the side like to hide. Say it. Eyes on the side like to hide. Eyes on the, side, like to hide. Eyes on the front like to hunt. 
right? So why does a prey need to have their eyes on the side of their head? Because they can't get eaten, right? They got to look around what's going on with them. So anyone who has phones, open up your phone and, and open up your camera app and face the camera towards you. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. Every day you wake up in the morning, you wash your face, you brush your teeth, locate your eyes. Where are your eyes located? This is the most important mindset lesson of your life. Locate your eyes. Where are they? Front or the back? Front or the side? Front, which means you're a born predator. And now we need to start acting like it. If your eyes are on the side of the head, that means you have to hide the rest of your life. All right, so our eyes are on the front of our head. So wrestling, school, and life, we need to think like predators. We don't compare ourselves to other people. That's one of the number one causes of suicide, substance abuse, and depression. We compare to our friends. Why does, my, why does my friend's family have so much money? Why don't I have a girlfriend? I wish I was taller like my friend Mike, right? We do that, we make all these comparisons and that's why we're unhappy, right? Why does my friend drive this car and I don't have this? You know, this person has a girlfriend, I don't have a girlfriend. We look on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and it's even worse for you guys, so I do feel bad for you. It's constantly, you see all these people, everyone posts a picture when they're having a good day. No one posts their picture, a picture when they're you know, sitting down, they're down in the dumps, they're in a bad mood. They're posting their pictures and they're having a great time. They're on, the, they're on the vacation, the family vacation to Aruba. They got 10 friends around them. And then what happens, we say, man, why isn't my life like that? And that's why we get down on ourselves. Parents too, and I'm guilty of it also. So we have to get away from that prey mindset. We have to start thinking like predators. And that means focusing on three things within our control. And now I spoke at the Maryland Coaches Convention and Kyle Snyder actually said the same thing 10 minutes after I said this. And it's not a surprise. It's because I study people like Kyle Snyder. I watch their interviews. Always watch their interviews because you learn a lot. Success leaves clues. How do the most successful athletes in the world think? How do the happiest people in the world think? How do the holiest people in the world think? How do the richest people in the world think? Success leaves clues. And Kyle Snyder said the same thing. Effort, attitude, and aggressiveness. Burn that into your minds. I tell our wrestlers, put that in your profile, in your Instagram profile. Effort, attitude, and aggressiveness. Those are the three factors that are within your control. You can't control winning and losing. I love winning, I hate losing, but the reality is I can't control it. I'd love for everyone here to like me. I can't control that. I can only control my effort, my attitude, and my aggressiveness. Wrestling, school, and life. You don't compare yourself to other people. And as parents, that becomes very important also because I remember my mom, I guess you could say I have a predator mom, because when I was younger, I would say, mom, my friends are allowed to do this. My friends are allowed to stay up late. And she would say, I don't care what your friends can do. You can't do that, right? It just didn't matter. They're staying up till this time. My friend has this, this phone. It just didn't make a difference because she wasn't interested in my friends. So it's gotta be the same thing with us. I'm a man of faith, or I try to be. And I know if, if, you're, if your faith is important to you, your morals, it doesn't matter what your friends are doing. You find your way to church. You take time to pray. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. And a lot of times I know I was guilty of that when I was in high school. Ah, you know, I want, to look cool. I want to look cool in front of my friends. Maybe I shouldn't pray before I eat in the cafeteria. I'm going to tuck my cross in. Um, you know, and, and looking back, that's prey mindset. That's weak. That's soft. That's not, being a that's not being a shark. That's not being a lion. A lion's a leader. So effort, attitude, and aggressiveness. That's predator mindset. The other thing we spoke about, we said making sure that before matches, we don't pump ourselves up too much. Treat it the same way you do in practice. We tell all of our athletes, go through your three best matches, your three worst matches, and what were you telling yourself? And almost nine times out of 10, I would say, it looks like two different people. So know exactly what you think before your best matches, know exactly what you think before your worst matches, and usually that'll give you a good idea what you should do, what you should be telling yourself, what you shouldn't be telling yourself. 
Be careful the music you listen to. Make sure you drill before you go live and stop making it into a big deal. So like we said, you have to see the bigger picture. A lot of wrestlers, it's sad, and you even listen to this, there's actually a thing called post-Olympic blues. I watched a video on Valentin Kalika talking about after Helen Marulis won an Olympic gold medal. She was the first American to ever win the Olympics, the first American female to ever win the Olympics. And she said after the, after the Olympics, they were like, well, okay, what do we do now? Right? And this is actually true for doctoral students also. They work towards a goal, they get their doctorate, and they're like, okay, now what? Right? And it's because we need to make sure we have a purpose, and we need to have a purpose bigger than success. That's why you have to have your purpose is more important than your goal. So why are you wrestling? Why do you want to do well in school? Your purpose has to be more important than your goal. And if we don't have that straight, that's why you look at some of the top Hollywood stars, the most successful athletes, depressed, drugs, suicidal, because they don't have the big picture down. I'm not saying, I mean, thankfully, Helen Marulis is a person of faith. Jordan Burroughs is a person of faith. So they see something bigger with wrestling. So always looking at the big picture. We can't get so caught up in wrestling. And, and then when we do that, we also wrestle worse. So going back, if I could go back to your shoes as wrestlers, I wouldn't take it as serious, but I would make sure I was training hard and smart. I wouldn't make wrestling into my entire life, but I would have better perspective. Definitely work hard, definitely work smart, but make sure you see the big picture. And that's why these coaches right here, you gotta talk to them. Introduce yourselves, be, ag <laughs> be aggressive. They're gonna swarm you guys. <laughs> well, you should. I remember I used to go to camps, again, back to my predator mom. She would say, when you go to a camp, you make sure that coach knows your name after the camp. I'm like, why don't you tell my brothers that? <laughs> like, it was always on me. But I want it to be on you guys, and that's, and that's really the key to success. So make sure we're constantly pumping out a lot of great free information. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, wrestling mindset. Again, we have academic mindset also for these test-taking strategies and making sure we don't buckle under pressure. We get into the schools we want to go to and also for some of the other parents who have kids that play other sports. But we're real happy to help. I'll take two or three questions before I head out of here, but any questions we could help directly about maybe relaxing under pressure or competence or a specific situation. So who's gonna be the predator that asks a question and doesn't care what their friends think about them? Yes. Um, so Good man. For, for sleep or for matches? Okay, so before the NCAA tournament, we have a lot of wrestlers that'll ask us the week leading into the NCAA is what should they be telling themselves? And I always tell them, do not visualize the night before competition because usually that's not visualizing, that's worrying. And the, same thing would, and the same thing goes for taking a test, big job interview, or if you're asking a girl to see in your prom. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You don't want to visualize it the night before because you're worrying. So what I'd rather you do is visualize, if you know the tournament's on a Saturday or a Friday maybe, visualize on Monday and Wednesday. Don't visualize the night before. Also, routine set our mind at ease. Like I was telling you about drilling before a match, it's very important that, and this helped me tremendously, my first sports psychology book I read, it helped a lot. They talked about having a pre-match routine. The teams we work with, the athletes we work with individually, we have them write out 20 minutes before their match. What are they doing? What are they thinking? What are they telling themselves? And then if you practice that at home before a match, you're gonna feel, you're gonna feel like you're just at home and you're gonna be very calm. So having a pre-match routine, but also having a pre-sleep routine. So before you go to sleep every night, do the same things. So you know, you wash your face, you brush your teeth, you know, you do, we recommend taking deep breaths. That's beyond the scope of this um, talk. <laughs> but doing some deep breathing, doing that, you say your prayers, you go to bed, have the same habit of going to sleep and also at the same time. 
a lot of wrestlers, some wrestlers cost the night before the States and before the NCAAs. They can't sleep. They're tossing and turning. Some wrestlers you know the names of have called me up at 1, 2 in the morning the night before the NCAAs, state tournament, saying they can't sleep, right? So the struggle is a lot of times they're going to sleep at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock at night most nights. Then the night before a tournament, they're trying to go to sleep at 10. Your biological rhythm is set for, you know, 10, uh, for one or 12 or 1, 1 a.m. So we've got to make sure we're taking care of that ahead of time and having that pre-sleep routine. So those are a couple of good things in terms of visualization, a pre-match routine and a pre-sleep routine. Threw a lot of you, but that's good. But good, predator mindset right there. Give him a hand. <laughs> All right. Any other question? Coach, parent, anyone? While we're here, we're happy to help. Just it's, it's a lot of stuff. Yes. Like, like dealing with parents and coaches or? Like, yeah, like outside, like not wrestling. When it's time to think about wrestling, yeah. well, well, it's good. So one of the things we always talk about, maybe this is answering it directly, maybe it's a little bit indirectly, but we want to have a nice well-oiled machine. We want to have the whole system feeding together of a positive environment. So it's athlete, oh no, it's athlete, coach, and parent. We want to create a well-oiled machine. So the teams we work with, we recommend the parents come the coaches and even like rec programs come with us. So there's five questions that every coach and every parent should be asking the wrestlers. And this is real important because we wanna make sure we understand the athletes and what the athlete needs. So this is something good to either do with parents or coaches just so they know exactly what you need. So the first question the parent or coach should ask is, what am I doing that's helping you mentally? Because every kid's a little bit different. You wanna know, it might sound a little bit corny. If I was sitting in your shoes, I'd be like, why am I gonna talk to my dad about this? This is weird, this is awkward. But that's the difference between you and the other guy. Remember, most of our close matches, the, goal, the match that's gonna decide your destiny is probably gonna be by one or two points. It's gonna be so close. And you're gonna wish you did everything in your power. So the first question is, what, what am I doing that's helping you mentally? The second question is, what am I doing that might be hurting you mentally? So maybe sometimes it's talking too much about wrestling. I have a lot of wrestlers, they would prefer their parents not talk about wrestling when they come home. So in other words, just be mom and dad. Don't talk about the sport, right? Uh, obviously your coaches can't do that because that's their job. They have to talk about wrestling. But maybe there's certain things they could do a little bit better. The third question to ask is how, do I, how should I critique you? Now, of course, this comes to wrestling. This isn't like they got to be the parents. In other words, I'm not saying the coach and the athlete are on the same level. I'm not saying the wrestler and the parent are on the same level. There is a hierarchy. It's coach, parent, and athlete. And my coaches are always very clear with that. It's not even Steven. It's here's the coach and parent, here's the athlete. But as we get older, we can have a conversation. So how do I need to be critiqued? All athletes are different. Again, me, my two younger brothers, we all have different sensitivity levels. We were all some of the top wrestlers in the country. All of us were different. So you could tell my brother Jeff, yeah, you gotta work on your defense or you're gonna lose. And he's like, okay. So for him, you could be very direct. For me, I'm, I'm a little bit more sensitive. I'm like, yeah, why did he say that? So I get a little more offended. So I would prefer it to be a little bit more positive. My brother Greg, the one who is the best out of the three of us, he's very sensitive. And if you don't word something very sensitive to him, or like very careful, very positive, you just lost your best wrestler out of the three brothers. So it's not always, I've seen some of the toughest wrestlers, some of the toughest athletes. We work with UFC fighters. Some of them are the most sensitive people. And if you don't appeal to them the right way, you're gonna lose them. The kid will just quit. We've seen it all the time. Last year we had two wrestlers that were state finalists, one in North Carolina, one in a different state up north by Minnesota, and they, and they wanted to quit right before the season. Sensitivity issues. 
The fourth question is how should I treat you right before a match? Some kids prefer to get fired up, get you real excited. Other coaches would rather you just joke around and laugh. I've seen more athletes that just want to be joked around with. There's a difference between joking around and screwing around. All right, it's not joking around as we're planning, we have a plan. So a lot of the top wrestlers, they would rather joke around and talk about something other than wrestling. So that's, that's another thing. How do I want to be treated before a match? And then finally, when should I critique you after a competition? A lot of times that's number five. How should I critique you after a competition? Some athletes prefer immediate feedback. Some athletes prefer next day feedback. And you don't want to turn off the athlete by giving them feedback right away if they don't want that. So I hope that helps a little bit. There's, there's a kind of, a little bit. <laughs> They're talking a few different things there, but that's a lot of great stuff. Again, now this stuff is all going to be posted on our Facebook page. We have about 20,000 followers and there, about 20,000 Instagram followers. If you follow us on that, you'll make sure you could see this whole presentation. You could take notes. You should be taking notes on all this. Also to be up in our podcast, but we'll be sticking around. And again, anyone who wants to do a free trial session, these are going around. We're happy to work with you. So we'll be sticking around. Thanks for having us. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.